0: Knoxville Tower, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, taxi via Alpha Taxiway. No delay, wind 2004, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, clear for takeoff, traffic three mile final. Read back, correct, tower for taxi, have a good flight.
1: Welcome to From the Runway Up. I'm Becky. And I'm Caitlin. And we work in the Public Relations Department at McGee Tyson Airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. We understand that going behind the scenes in an airport these days isn't as easy as it used to be. So that's where this podcast comes in. Each episode
2: will give you a behind-the-scenes look of current events at our airport and in the aviation industry as a whole.
1: So fasten your safety belts and join us on this aviation adventure. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining us on our latest episode of From the Runway Up. Yeah, today we are just talking about All the things that are going on at our airport and all the construction that's going on. I feel like we talk about construction all the time, but I feel like it's something that is changing and happening all the time. And people really ask us about it. It's something that we continually get asked about. And it starts with the fact that there is a major construction project going on on Alcoa Highway, which is Mm -hmm. the major roadway that feeds into the airport. And it's going to be going on for the next four to six years. So get used to it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's important for us because we don't want anybody to be late for their flight. And it's important for us to communicate that. So, So our podcast is probably going to talk about a little bit of construction for a very long time. Yes. And for that specific project, I think TDOT is going to have a website designated for that project that we can feed to our travelers and give them the information that they need. And we are hoping to have them on our podcast to talk about roadway projects and how they determine that, and especially the one that's going to impact the airport and how we're going to communicate things to the public. So be tuning in in the future for a podcast devoted just to working with the Department of Transportation on this major construction project. So that construction project is super forward-facing, but one that travelers don't see every day is our runway
2: project that is coming right along. We just hit a milestone. They just laid the last slab of concrete on our 10,000 foot runway. So that doesn't sound very important, but it's extremely important to the the whole project. So we're really excited to celebrate that.
1: Yeah. And then we have actually seen some things going on here for construction to the airport Hilton. And it got me thinking about airport hotels and how they end up next to airports and and what services they provide the people who come to the facility. And what's really interesting about airport hotels is the different type of people that they
2: accommodate. You know, you have crews that stay in them just quick overnight. Sometimes unfortunately, we have the passengers that are flights have been delayed or canceled due to weather. And
1: so the airport Hilton really does just accommodate a lot of different people for really important reasons. It does. And, and then I started doing a little research into how hotels get where they get. <laughs> and a lot of it has to do with transportation since the beginning of transportation. Think about it. It's not just airplanes. It's cars, too. You're driving down the interstate. People have different times of the day where they're just done traveling, and they want to get off at the nearest exit, Mm -hmm. and they hope that it has a hotel and a gas station and food. And that's how hotels actually get placed, is they try to be around transportation centers where there's going to be a lot of people, and they have the opportunity to serve a big market. And why not an airport where there are people coming in daily, uh, yeah. And needs to have access. Sometimes last minute, like you said, where we may have had a weather delay or a cancellation. But they could also come the night before if they're coming out for an early flight the following day. So that they're they're here and they know they're mm-hmm. going to be on time for their flight. So Yeah, and it's like the honeymooners that just got married and then they have that early morning flight that they don't want to miss. That's right. Well, actually, I did that for my wedding. The night of our wedding, we actually spent out here at the airport, Hilton. Because we were flying out at 5.30 in the morning and working at an airport. I was nervous about us. (laughs) So we actually stayed at the airport Hilton the very first night we were husband and wife.
2: So special. Yeah, it is so special. And you know, the airport Hilton too, it accommodates those travelers in those special moments. They
1: also really accommodate business travelers too, and people that are hosting meeting spaces. So I think we should get started with our discussion today about construction, particularly at the airport Hilton. We are here today to talk about construction at an airport. Fun. Yes, and we are joined with Chris Soro who is a principal with C2RL, an engineering firm that's working on a special project at our airport, which is the Airport Hilton. And we're joined with Brian Cable, who is the general manager of the Hilton. So thanks, guys, for being with us today. Pleasure Glad to be here. Is this Thank your you. first podcast?
3: Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. This is great. Got two rookies. <laughs> what
1: could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the you know, dive right into this. The airport Hilton is a vital part of the airport on our property and airports across the country have hotels that are a part of their whole uh, dynamic in their campus. And so this airport has had a hotel since 1982 when we were a part of the World's Fair. The hotel was built to welcome all the guests that were coming from all over the world to celebrate the World's Fair in our community. And, And it has been integral to the success of our airport since then. So Brian... Tell us about the Hilton. What's it like and how many rooms does it have? What features does it have? And it's a Hilton brand. So what is it like to do that?
0: So uh, as you mentioned, it it was opened in March of 1982 with uh, built for the World's Fair. 241 guest rooms, currently 11,000 square feet of meeting space. We'll hear more about that later. Yeah, we're going to talk about Uh, that. (laughs) But (laughs) very exciting times during the World's Fair as you welcome people from all over. We were running shuttles to the World's Fair, and the hotel was full pretty much the entire time of the World's Fair. So it was perfect time to open. And, you know, it's been really fun having all these people from all over stay with you. Yeah. It gives you a whole new perspective about the world.
1: So. so an airport being right next door, how does that help or hurt? Your business? Oh,
0: it's huge, huge blessing. I mean, we have a covered walkway. It's about a hundred and fifty steps there about uh, from counting? from the terminal. A <laughs> uh, huge plus. Once people realize that, that getting over the whole, oh, is it going to be noisy? And they realize the planes aren't flying right over you. They're you know the runways out a little ways. Very huge blessing to have have that covered walkway to the terminal, which doesn't exist in a lot of places in, in the United States.
1: Oh, well, good. And from our perspective, too, it's great to have a hotel on property, not just for the passengers and guests who utilize it, but also for the airlines and their employees who either have to overnight or be accessed to the airport. It's just right here. So they have direct close relationships when they fly in late at night or they have that early morning flight out so they can be there ready to go for our passengers when they fly out.
0: Super good for the crews uh, obviously be able to, after a long day of flying they can walk over. Like the passengers that stay in with us you know if you've ever been traveling and you've been weather delayed, or maybe your flight has been canceled, and they've gotten the dreaded voucher for a hotel. Next thing you know, you're having to take a taxi somewhere. Mm And In our our case, the uh, distressed Mm -hmm. passengers can just walk right over. And we've had many of them tell us, oh, what a great way to overcome a very stressful situation.
1: Well, we're glad you're here. And we are glad too that you're considering an expansion of sort here on our property.
0: Absolutely. Going from a, a Roughly 11,000 square feet of meeting space to 22,000. Oh, that's going to be huge. Huge. How long have you been with the airport, Hilton? I started on March the 4th, 1982. Really? So you were yes. here when it opened? Yes.
1: Oh, my goodness. You
2: have Just
0: to tell
1: us some cool stories. Your favorite stories oh.
0: of
1: well, most of them Hilton.
0: I can't repeat on a podcast. <laughs> All
1: good stories are. But, uh,
0: <laughs> you know, a really good story mm-hmm. is uh, when... Right in the height of his career, Michael Jackson stayed with us. Really? Uh, He put on, I think, three or four (laughs) concerts at Nayland Stadium. Yeah. So uh, he, he reserved the entire top floor, about 60 rooms, had to have the Knoxville police come and... Beyond the floors, because, you know, it was Michael Jackson at the house. It was
1: pandemonium. Uh, I (laughs) was in Knoxville. It was crazy. Our our
0: phone never stopped ringing. In fact, we just had a couple of people that we nicknamed Switch, because they were on the switchboard the entire (laughs) time. Never stopped. Yeah. But The interesting thing was, when he got time for him to leave to go to his uh, concerts, an armored truck would come around to the back of the hotel and pick him up and take him to Nalen.
1: An armored truck. You would think a limousine or something. But an armored truck. No, he
0: had to be protected in an armored truck. Well
1: I do remember it. It was crazy in Knoxville at that time.
0: So that's probably, you know, that was definitely one of the more exciting times. But over the years, since the 80s, we've also hosted... All of the visiting football teams for, that play the University of Tennessee, that's been very exciting.
1: Yes, I have a story about that, too, from your Hilton, Alabama team staying there. Uh-huh. What's your story? Uh, we used to do a program with Keep Blunt Beautiful where we would work with groups, and they pick up litter, and then we would make it out of a big orange tee on the front to bring awareness to all the litter that people just throw out their window when they're driving by, and it was called the Big Orange Trash Bash. And oh, so we, right, oh, out,
0: right out in the yard? Right out yeah. in the front yes. yard, just yes.
1: to bring awareness to the litter in our area and how we want to keep our community beautiful, and Alabama weekend, it was always either Florida or Alabama. Nobody ever bothered it. It was always fun until Alabama came to town, and they rearranged the uh, the litter bags to make something a little bit uh, less than something that you want on the front curve. so something that we can't talk about on this podcast. Yeah, so we no yeah. longer do the big orange trash bash.
0: <laughs> well, they are they are sensitive to that. Yeah, we probably
1: shouldn't have <coughs> rubbed it right in their faces in the backyard. We yeah. used
0: to, for many years, always... All of the employees are, on game day could wear their orange and white. So one team came to us and said, this really isn't cool. You, you do not need to be parading around that orange and white in front of our team. And we really hadn't ever thought about that. Yeah. I mean, normally it had been everybody just sort of worked really well with it. So we said, uh, he said, well, we will never come back here if you do that again. I said, well, being the person I am, really important to make the money. I said, okay, we'll never do it again. (laughs) But what was interesting was he went and told all of his people that worked for the teams in that same position. So then... All the other teams called and said, "Oh, oh by the way, oh, make no sure. orange and white." Wow! So, oh. yeah. so uh, as a result, there's no orange and white. Of course, they tried to get us to wear their team colors, and I said, "Absolutely not," because we're, we we have orange and white fans coming in too. So, yeah, so we, we're, we're just going to stay neutral here. Yeah, we're like, going to be <laughs> neutral.
1: This is a neutral playing yeah. field, except for the big orange trash tea out in the front yeah. of the
0: yard. <laughs> Another time we had when they opened Foothills Mall. One of the people that had come to celebrate that was Sugar Ray Leonard, and I got to take him to the mall. He was a really neat guy, too. So. Yeah. You get to meet a lot of a lot of really nice people.
1: And you told me you got to shake President Richard Nixon's hand. Uh,
0: yes. That Can't was, forget about
1: that. <laughs>
0: <no>. <laughs> Back in uh, when he was doing a campaign, the old terminal was there. I was just a little boy. Uh, his campaign came through Knoxville, and uh, so I, I convinced my parents to bring me out here because— for whatever reason, I was a huge Richard Nixon fan, and I got to reach through the fence, and he actually shook my hand. So I didn't wash my hand for like a month. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you had like stuck it outside of the
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
0: yeah. Get in the shower and like. Hey.
1: We need a picture of that to put on our website. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll see if I can dig one up. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome stories. It's just it shows the history that that Airport Hilton has had on our property and mm-hmm. the impact that it's had, and in, in the key in hospitality too. The people that welcome to our community i mean michael jackson a presidential campaign Mm -hmm. i mean it's just all kinds of people pass through here and need a hotel and stay here and we also have people who come to visit here and that's part of why you are doing the expansion so can you tell me a little bit about it
0: chris you want to tell us uh, a little bit about uh, Um,
3: the expansion is about sixteen thousand five hundred square feet which is going to add to the meeting space of the hotel so currently, the meeting space is configured into four large rooms. Well, we're making an addition of about 2,600 square feet, so a fifth room is added, plus three more 1,000-square-foot meeting rooms as a part of this. In addition to that, we're adding pre-function space, which we currently don't have. doesn't exist.
1: And those for people who are not engineer, a pre-function space is a place to hang out and loiter and, and wait for your event or dinner to right. start. Yeah. Gathering, a, a gathering. Gathering. Place. It's a
3: gathering before space. your function. Yeah, exactly. so now we know
1: it's a pre-function place.
3: So think of it as where are we going to have cocktails? Okay, yes. <laughs> so that's that's uh, that's what this space is Very all about. Space. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and what we're doing with this space, and this was really Brian's brainchild, is. To make it one big space, so the space can become one open area, so every one of the rooms has retractable walls, so the entire space can be opened up and used as one continuous space, and that's a major, a major improvement to the facility.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that you have mentioned, Brian, when you've talked about this expansion is that you have 240 rooms, right? Two forty-one. 241. And so if you're able to accommodate more than that, it's not just your hotel that's going to benefit from the additional meeting space. It's going to be the region's hotels because – when someone chooses this as a location to have their meeting they have to find other locations as a secondary hotel obviously that's a good thing for the whole area in in form of an economic development and growth
0: and, and restaurants and, you know and for the airport I mean say we host a meeting for 500 people 500 people fly in
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know 240 or so will stay with me the, the rest have to stay at the, you know outlying hotels So, huge economic impact.
2: So, how long have you all been planning this project, and what's the timeline look like?
0: Okay, so that's a good question to ask, Caitlin.
3: Um, The original project... Seems like forever, Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, you You know, the... The start of this really happened in 2014 when there was a preliminary study done to determine what is needed, what's needed at this hotel and what's needed in this region. And the result of that study was additional meeting space to be able to bring in large meeting groups into this hotel not necessarily to compete with the convention center in downtown Knoxville, as much as being able to really incorporate into the community and be able to handle 500, 600 people at one time, which gives us the ability not only to feed those people in a sit-down dinner, but also to go into the other meeting room space at the same time. So that that piece of it has been pretty critical. So we started in 2014, and then I guess we got serious about it, Brian, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. about that point. At that point, a, a partnership formed, and um, it was a partnership between Cooper Hotels, the owner of the Hilton, and the Tourism Development Authority of the Blunt Partnership and the Airport Authority, all three as equal partners. That's absolutely critical to the success of this particular project because you need that investment, you need that local connection to make a meeting center like this really make sense financially. And so when that group came together, everybody working together for a period of about a year and a half, that gave us the opportunity to really push this project forward.
1: And so we have broke ground in January of this year with an estimated completion date
3: of October thirty first. Yes, so of this year, of this, this year. year. So October it's a 31st.
1: quick campaign, and you can tell when you drive by mm-hmm. how quick it's going. Things are happening. Yes. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it yes. changes every day in what it looks like.
3: Absolutely, it's a it's a very ambitious schedule, but everybody is comfortable with the schedule as yeah. well. So. We're looking forward to trick-or-treating in the yeah. space.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, and it's got to be challenging with that kind of pace to keep up with it when you have, I know we talked about it earlier, the wettest February in the history in our community, mm-hmm. but you still have to push forward. So who deals with the day-to-day challenges of the construction project?
3: Okay, that's a great question to ask Becky. It's really a team approach, all the way from the owner, Brian, representing the owner to the general contractor, who is Mayor at Construction, doing a wonderful job, to the design team that we have and all of the investment partners the airport authority has been huge in terms of staging and how we set the site up and how the construction has been done on this project it really takes that team approach to be able to do that because we're looking at every single aspect of the project and if we get a delay you might get a delay at a certain point That doesn't cost you a day-for-day delay. It could cost you two weeks Mm -hmm. very easily. And so we have to be very careful about that. And that's why if we miss a certain item of construction on a certain day, it's absolutely critical to us. Yeah. So we've been very careful about that. And you mentioned February. February. Actually, the wettest month on record since 1910. Um, 13 inches <laughs> of rainfall right Lucky here. Lucky you all. 13, <laughs> yeah, yeah after, after starting on January 1st. And yeah. So we've been able to work through that. And I'm proud to say at this point we are on schedule. and um, We're going to work as hard as we can to keep it
0: that way.
2: And then, Brian, what about maintaining and operating at a hotel during all this construction? How are you doing that?
0: Well, you know, it's been a challenge, but it's been going very well. Merritt has, has worked real well with us. And I would say on Chris's point, kudos to one of their subs, Jones Brothers. I mean, you saw our project continue to move forward, but I saw other projects in the area that came to a halt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they did really good. But, you know, it's just those weekly construction meetings talking about, hey, this is going on this week because we've been very busy during this whole construction time frame, and but it's it's, it's working out.
1: Good. Well, and just sitting in on some of those construction meetings that we're having here on a multitude of projects, because we're constructing a whole lot on the airport and around the airport right now, it just blows my mind the way that things have to be planned so far in advance and ordered so far in advance, or it does have critical impact. You know, just one of the examples that comes to mind is, street poles that have to be 16-week lead advance before they can be here, and they have to be a certain height and certain clearance from something, and if they're delayed, then they can't do the electrical to them, which impacts when they can do other things, so there really are some chain reactions that can be impacted just by one little piece.
0: Right, exactly right.
1: What do you see when it's finished? What is your vision for this space?
0: Well, I see a very beautiful space, you know, that our guests are going to love, And uh, I see an opportunity to to really bring in new business, the type of business uh, that we've not been able to bring in before. And I think it's going to be a huge economic boom for this airport area. It's going to be great for the airport. It's going to be obviously great for our hotel and great for surrounding businesses as well.
2: Let me ask the question for all of the Blount County listeners that we have. Are we still going to have our pool?
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: okay, okay, good. That seems to be a very, very, very important. big topic. <laughs> the pool mm.
0: stays right where it is. Okay, yes. good.
2: Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so other than, you know, the huge economic impact that this will have, for our listeners that live here in Blount County, what do you want them to know about this project, either now in construction or when it's complete?
3: I think the thing that I would want them to take away is the is the fact that they have the ability to gather a large crowd or... A small meeting space, very flexible space, so it offers a lot of different opportunities in terms of the use of the space itself. Not only did this this airport and we're talking about an airport that has two point one million. Two point two Two point two. Excuse me. <laughs> oh. Don't forget that hundred thousand to, people. <laughs> I didn't mean to shortchange you. Two point two million people. You, you have been corrected. <laughs> corrected. Uh-huh. We worked very I hard
1: stand. for those hundred thousand people.
3: I'm sorry about <laughs> no that. No passenger left um, behind. <laughs> if you if you look at that in terms of an economic driver, and just drive through the parking garage and look at the license plates, and you'll see all the different people. People from the region that are coming in from multi-county area around here you can see the the impact that this has but even in addition to that Right across the street is the Springbrook Farm, which is a redevelopment of the Old West plant for the aluminum company. So this expansion is going to have the ability to not only serve this entire region, but also have an impact back and forth with this retail residential Mm multi-use redevelopment area that's right across the street. It's just the unique timing that is really in the best interest of all of the economic drivers in the community.
1: It really is a season of growth across Mm -hmm. the board in our area. We see it in all facets. Even with the airport with the two point two million people who are traveling through. <laughs> we're seeing, you know, longer lines at our checkpoint. We're seeing more parking in the parking garage. Right. Right. Yes. We're gonna get into parking. You just had <laughs> you just had your busiest March.
0: Yes. Right? Yeah.
1: In the history since nineteen eighty two, busiest March ever. Busiest March ever, yeah. So people are coming in and participating and living and working in our area and they're coming to visit. So it's just amazing what is continuing to happen in our area.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll say this one other thing, again, from a, from a regional economic standpoint. One of the big drivers, and you guys well know the, the location of Cirrus Aircraft and the development of the West Aviation Area, which is 100 acres of commercial development on airport. The Hilton is a huge part of that, okay? Having that asset to be able to service the people that are locating in the West Aviation Area, like Cirrus and others, it's one of those unique things. I think, Brian, for an airport this size, I think there's only one other in the Southeast that even has an on-premise hotel. So it's a real differentiating factor for McGee-Tyson Airport to have the Hilton.
1: Well, I know we appreciate having the service right here, and it makes it convenient for our tenants, for our passengers, and our guests. And it's a quality airport of operations. It's a quality hotel, and and it just really serves a lot of people for a lot of purposes.
0: Well, for the airport, you know, of course, we're very blessed to be able to be on airport property. And and also for the airport to have a Hilton, you mm -hmm. know, right on site, that's huge, too. So it works really well together.
2: Well, thank you all so much for taking just a second to be on our podcast of your busy schedule.
0: You're most welcome.
2: So, how many T minus how many days until October 31st?
3: Oh, uh oh, I haven't calculated that, but we'll know that
1: answer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll inject that right we'll here. Know that answer. <laughs>
0: we'll have it in our. Normally, my my numbers brain would have that number, but uh, right now, you know, no, it yeah. Doesn't.
3: No, like <laughs> never.
0: <to me> <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Sure.
2: So next month, we are going to be switching gears for a little bit. We actually won't be talking about construction. Shocking. no, I know. <laughs> Shocking. But we are going to talk with Local Motors. So if you have not heard of Local Motors, they are a business that actually has a, a large presence here in Knoxville. So do your research, look up on them, and then we are going to actually visit
1: their mini factory in Knoxville and talk to them about their operation and how they rely on aviation. It's a really interesting organization, and I'm going to warn you, you're going to want to make- make sure that you know enough about local motors before you listen in because it is a high tech kind of job and we we're going to do our best to try to make it sound normal but you're going to want to know about them so that you can get a head start on listening next month
2: yeah so before we meet with them we're going to do our research and you should too so speaking of research if you want to learn more about what we talked about today be sure to visit from the runway where we have all our show notes and we'll link to some really cool construction pictures thanks so much for listening and we hope you'll tune in again next time